serve Kentucky in the Senate. It's been the honor of my life. To lead my Republican colleagues has been the highest privilege. But one of life's most underappreciated talents is to know when it's time to move on to life's next chapter. So I stand before you today, Mr. President, and my colleagues to say this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. I'm not going anywhere anytime soon. However, I'll complete my job. My colleagues have given me until we select a new leader in November and they take the helm next January. I'll finish the job the people of Kentucky hired me to do as well, albeit from a different seat. And I'm actually looking forward to that. Well, sir, no one is looking forward to that more than the American people. And if you're really looking to serve the people of Kentucky, you'd probably step down now. That was Minority Leader Mitch McConnell saying that he is stepping down, but he's waiting out until November, which uh, it's probably a little too late. Now, as many of you know, he suffered several medical issues and most... Uh, the, most of the most like the Republicans, people who actually care about this stuff, they won't gone now. I mean, there's no other excuse for this. Mitch McConnell needs to step down now. We should not be delaying this. He needs to be gone. My initial reaction, though, to hearing him say that he's ready to step down was excitement. But again, folks, we cannot sit here and wait till November. He has to go now. We do not want him interfering in our upcoming election. And joining me to discuss all of this is somebody who is uh, not really a Mitch McConnell fan either. Let's bring in John Zadrozny. He's with America First Legal. John, thank you for jumping on with us today. There was so much to go through, so we're grateful that you're here. Uh, thank you so much for having me on, Brianna. I appreciate it. Thank you. So uh, what was your initial reaction to hearing Mitch McConnell make that announcement earlier today? He's stepping down, but not until November, so he's going to stick it out till the election. Are you a little concerned? Well, as a conservative, Brianna, I've never really been a giant fan of Mitch McConnell's. He, somehow he's been in leadership of the Republican Party and the party's become less and less conservative under his tenure. Um, the, it culminated in what I would call a disastrous uh, alleged border security bill that he made poor James Langford from Oklahoma be the face of, even though we all know he was the one pushing it. Uh, nothing could have been more damaging to the immigration effort than that. He seemed more focused on giving Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer wins. And uh, who knows, maybe this was the maybe this was a sign that he was expecting to be toppled. And he said, well, I'll just go on my own. So I, my first reaction to this was, hooray, this is great. This is a positive mm -hmm. development. We might actually get a new leader. Uh, but someone reminded me of a couple things that I, I have to bring up here. One is, um, first of all, why not resign the post now? Uh, the reality is the Republicans have a minority in the Senate. Um, there's no real loss if he were to step aside, no offense and let someone else sort of get used to running the machinery and then be available to be the leader in the future. Uh, the other, I mean, my concern is that that probably has more to do with him screwing Trump over the next few months. Lord knows he's not a fan of Trump. He's been unfortunately very vocal about that. Uh, and uh, it'd be great to have someone who is at least neutral in that role in the very important lead up to the November elections. But even more of a concern uh, is if you really sit down and think about it, why November? This is a disturbing trend that's been happening in the Republican Party, Brianna, where you've seen the Republican so-called leadership push for leadership elections before new senators walk into the building. Now, um, 
yes, there's an election in November, but the people who win those elections at the Senate in the Senate races in the various states don't walk into the chamber or get sworn in until January 1st, 2nd, 3rd. Uh, so yeah, that election shouldn't be happening in November. It should either be happening now or in January. Why November? Well, because in November, he's, he has the ability to push one of his top deputies through before the new senators get there. All of this kind of stinks. And I'm not negative necessarily on him departing. Uh, I'm actually kind of concerned also he might change his mind and this is a ruse. So um, I don't know. I know that some people have been very vocal on social media just in the mere two hours or a few hours since this has happened saying, get the heck out of here now. We want someone new. So we'll see what happens over the next few days. Yeah, I think people are fed up with him and it's been a long time coming. So, so the fact that now he's coming out and saying this, my first reaction was excitement until I realized that he wasn't leaving now. He's waiting it out till November. We also saw what he did in the midterms against any of the candidates that President Donald Trump endorsed. He railroaded them. And so I would assume this would be his, his way of going out swinging. We'll have to see. But speaking about heading out the door, Ronna McDaniel is somebody else who's heading out the door. Uh, Breitbart is actually reporting that they that they listened in maybe potentially on one of her calls where she was getting a little emotional. Uh, she gave a tearful goodbye to the RNC staffers saying we've gone through so much over these past four to seven years. We had everything against this building, especially people on our own side. And the most unfortunate part about it was that, you know, people didn't like her that much, I guess is what she's trying to insinuate at. And even people within the Republican Party were targeting her. But she got a little tearful and she tells everyone that she's extremely proud of them, honored to work with them. And she wanted to thank them all. She's leaving. Uh, it's interesting to hear all of this. We know President Donald Trump is, is now preparing to kind of back somebody else to take over for her. Uh, do you believe her crocodile tears? Do you think that she really gave it her all, all this time? Because I don't, I don't know if I actually believe that based on people who I've, candidates who I've spoken for Congress, who never actually, you know, spoke with McDaniel and they tried several times to reach out, but they weren't getting any support from her. Yeah, Brianna, uh, she may, I don't know what the nature of her tears are, but I know a lot of conservatives mm -hmm. are crying tears of joy today for her departure. Uh, it's a little too late in some ways, but thankfully she's gone. Uh, maybe people would have liked her more if she spent more money on close races than on plastic surgery and flowers. Um, yeah. The reality is she failed the Republican Party. I, respectfully to Donald Trump, I don't know why he didn't step up sooner and say, get out of here much sooner. Mm -hmm. um, my understanding is there are some people in his camp who are friends with her, and that's the only reason she lasted as long as she did. But she's done nothing but fail. Um, she didn't even win. Uh, I mean, think back to her tenure, right? She was chosen, I presume, it had nothing to do with her abilities. It probably had to do with being a fig leaf to Mitt Romney because they are related. Um, well, that worked out pretty well. Then we lost the House in 2018. Um, then we lost the, I believe the, I forget exactly when we lost the Senate. Oh, we lost the House again and the Senate in 2020. Oh, and they stole the election from Donald Trump in 2020. Um, somehow she managed to hang on in 2022 um, despite uh, a vigorous challenge from Harmeet Dillon and a couple other people. Um, I don't know. It may be a little too late, but better late than never. And uh, hopefully the next person will prioritize winning races for the conservative movement and not for their own personal well-being. Mm -hmm. So don't let yeah. the door hit you on the way out, Rana. Thanks for coming. Yeah, it's been a great couple of months for us, right? Kevin McCarthy, McDaniels, and now, you know, Mitch McConnell, they're all leaving. Uh, I really hope the GOP doesn't seem to screw this one up because uh, they always usually find a way to do so. But, you know, change is good. We need it. Brianna, just one quick thing to add. So she's leaving. But what we've discovered with things like the RNC and, you know, the Senate leadership is that just because 
the top roach departs doesn't mean the roaches all leave. And so yeah. whoever does get this job, I know President Trump's been very vocal about Laura Trump. There's another guy in North Carolina that he's very favorable toward. They may actually wind up having the titular roles in the organization. But unless they fumigate, the RNC will essentially be run by Ron McDaniel types. And it's really mm -hmm. important that they walk in with a goal of assessing who should stay and who should go. Now, I know a few people who there who are doing fantastic work. I'm not going to name them because I don't want to hurt them. But yeah. the reality is whoever goes in needs to do that top-down assessment and toss out the trash. Otherwise, the RNC, there's no point in getting rid of Rana because her people will still be there. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And that, that is a problem, and that's something that we should all be focused on. But speaking about tossing out the trash, trash, Attorney General, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson has been aggressively looking to do so in his own state. Uh, this, The next story that I want to mention is about the NGOs down there. He's been going after one group, the Capital Organization, which he says has really been kind of uh, facilitating illegal entry into the United States, human smuggling, and a lot more. Uh, but now he's getting some pushback, and it all comes from one of the bishops, Mark Sight. Uh, he is one of the bishops in El Paso, Texas. He's a Catholic leader. Uh, he is somebody who a lot of individuals is saying that he's not really a religious figure, that he's more of just a political uh, advocate. And he truly believes in open border policies and does not care about the American people as a whole. There was also another article that just came out today as well. We discussed it yesterday. But this uh, clergy, uh, sorry, the complicit clergy, it's a website which calls out members of the clergy for, you know, alleged crimes. Uh, they're linking Bishop Site to an individual, an illegal Venezuelan who came to the United States last year and is accused of sexually assaulting a 14-year-old girl. They're saying that, that his group, his Catholic organizations, actually helped get people like that alleged rapist into our country. Every time I talk to somebody over in Texas, they tell me that these NGOs are the core of the issue, that these are the ones that we need to shut down and get rid of them and defund them. And this is the, the main issue here. So you see Ken Paxson going for it. He's going after these groups. Do you think that's enough? Brianna, I got to say, I'm, I'm incredibly proud of Ken Paxson for going after yeah. Annunciation House, which is the group he identified and is investigating. Quite frankly, I think he should add more. Of all yeah. of these groups, these allegedly religious groups, U.S. Conference of Catholic Bishops, Catholic Charities, Lutheran World Relief, Church World Services, HIAS, the Hebrew Immigration Aid Society, all of these groups are co-conspirators in a hemispheric-wide criminal smuggling and trafficking operation, full stop. They are not innocent participants. They are not religious people who care about people. They're making a ton of money off of these smuggling and trafficking victims. They are part of the problem, and they deserve to be investigated and completely defunded, not only by the federal government, which gives them a lot of their money. You know, they, they're C3s, mm -hmm. which presumably means they get their funding from charitable sources. But I'll bet you five bucks that 95 to 99 percent of the funding of these organizations is federal entirely, meaning they're not really charitable organizations. They're federally funded. In fact, that's how Alejandro Mayorkas and a lot of the federal officials in the Biden crime family are basically laundering illegal aliens into the country. They are giving these the federal dollars you and I pay in taxes to these organizations to fund them in facilitating the movement of the cartel's business commodities, the people they're yeah. smuggling. So yeah, um, these groups are the problem, really. This is something, this is a long time coming, Brianna. I, I saw this firsthand in the administration. Um, they would lobby for uh, basically access to federal dollars to keep this going. Uh, we, it's important to remember this. You say, well, John, they're just, you know, they're just religious organizations. They care about human beings. Uh, I can't, uh, say what I want to say in the language I'd like to say it on your show, Brianna, but it's obviously garbage. 
The reality is they're not doing this for free. Let's see how they feel if they're, they're forced to do this for less money. They are being reimbursed for all of the people they resettled quite a bit. And they're basically complicit in all this. Uh, I would like to know how much money these organizations are making. It'd be great for us to get a chance to dig into their books. And I encourage every American who's unhappy about what they're seeing with illegal immigration to stop writing checks to these organizations and ask some tougher questions and get your state attorneys general to start looking at these organizations in your state, because guess what? They are airdropping, they are funding the airplane tickets and the bus tickets yeah. and airdropping illegals from the border into your communities. So yeah. Yeah. No, John, they are. And, you know, I tried doing it through the FOIA process of figuring out how much we're actually using our the government's using our taxpayer money to shuffle these people around the country, these illegal aliens. And it's hard to figure it out and to give you a solid number because the NGOs are the ones who are funding it. Now, HR2, which passed in Congress, uh, they wanted to defund it. That was the goal of, of, of HR2 is also to defund these NGOs. But unfortunately, the Senate won't take it up. And uh, we're just kind of in a shuffle at this point. But like you just described, let's say if they're willing to do the work for free because they want to pretend like they're religious organizations. But when you talk to these people, like I see independent journalists confronting a lot of these NGOs. We've had a couple of them on this show. Uh, they, they are not religious organizations. They are ones who are kind of pretending like they are, but they are actually advocacy groups for this invasion in our southern border. And like you said, they are a part of this human smuggling crisis that we're having right now in our country. And it's disgraceful that people aren't speaking out on this issue, I have to say. Um, John, thank you for jumping on with us today. I greatly appreciate it. There was so much going on in the news cycle. And I'm glad we were able to uh, to dump into all those different topics. There was a lot going on today. Definitely a movable feast. Thank you, Brianna. You guys, I've said it once before, so I'm going to say it again. And under the Biden regime, I've never been more worried about my financial future. I called my good friend, Dr. Kirk Elliott, because I wanted to come up with a plan put in place to make sure I was secure. And he came up with a plan for me to invest in silver. I'm rich. I've got my silver. I'm feeling so much better about my future. I highly recommend you give him a call and just chat with his team. 720-605-3900. And you could also head over to his website if you'd like to schedule an appointment. It's kirkelliotphd.com slash Brianna. I want to let our audience in on a little secret. I'm saving hundreds of dollars each year after switching over both of my lines to Patriot Mobile. Yes, so now my business and personal line are with Patriot Mobile. Now, Patriot Mobile uses the same towers that you're probably already using now, except it's less expensive. So my 5G towers that I love to use my old provider, I'm still using them now. I'm just paying significantly less money to do so. And on top of it all, Patriot Mobile believes in the same things you and I believe in. They have the same morals. So they donate to causes that are like pro-life causes, veteran causes, and even the NRA. It's incredible. So I highly recommend you head over to PatriotMobile.com right now. Take a look at their plans and sign up. And today, if you sign up and use promo code Brianna, they're going to waive the activation fee. Yes, you heard it right. They're going to waive the activation fee. Just make sure you use promo code Brianna, B-R-E-A-N-N-A. And if you enjoyed that segment, make sure you hit that like button. And if you want to see the news before it becomes the news, you have to subscribe to our channel. And well, if you have a liberal friend that you're looking to save, make sure you share this content with them.